are back in town. I don't, I'm not sure which town this is. What town is this? Cincinnati. East End? Yeah. Neighborhood is East End. Town is Cincinnati. State, Ohio. This is not Cincinnati proper. The country is United States. It, it is Cincinnati proper. It's not Cincinnati. My proper. address says Cincinnati when you when you mail me a card. Which, if you want to mail me a card, feel free. <laughs> Out there, we haven't gotten a lot of fan mail. No, no. should we get a PO box for that? Yeah, PO box. So if you got if if you go to the local post office, is it Cincinnati? Yeah, I don't believe it. My zip code does not have a a post office though. How's that work? I don't know. We have to go to the next one over, which is also Cincinnati. <laughs> I wonder how many post offices are in Cincinnati. I don't know. Probably fewer than there there were before, uh, last year. A lot fewer uh, mailboxes too. Why? Those blue mailboxes that they were packing up on trucks. I don't know. I don't know what oh. you're referring to. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> we are as, as you might not be able to tell, but we are together in the, the same room. I think for the first time this year, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. first time this year. We try to do this, this once a like month. The, yeah, this is like the fifth consecutive month we've done this. Yeah, we do try to get together once a month, and we are in the official Beers and Beards podcast studio, which is a shed. It is on my it's house, David She Shed on my uh, on my compound. Which, if you listen to our bourbon notes last week, I talked to you about my compound and how uh, you know I have my house, and then we've got our backyard with a uh, patio. We have two sheds. There used to be three sheds, and then we have a there whole used to big, be a tiny house. Yeah, a whole big side yard where the people previously were trying to build a garage and weren't able to, so they just put a tiny house on it. And now you've got a basketball court there. And now a basketball court. Yeah, I might turn that into a full court. We need to get it striped up. We you need it. Uh, I got the chalk and everything. I just haven't done it. I'm not talking chalk. We need to like lay it down the beers and beards. Like court. the center court? Yeah. <laughs> the logo. Our logo around the middle. All right. Aaron's going to be here. Maybe he just draw it out there. Yeah. I, d- I don't... I bet Aaron can't draw. Probably uh, not. I bet it's all just his graphic stuff. I yeah, bet he graphic can't, design. He can't actually draw for anything. So speaking of draw, drawings uh, took place oh, you in wanna Ohio. Get, you want to get right into it. Well, yeah. Here, yeah. Here's <clears throat> gut feeling. News comes out. Multiple people won... Multiple times in the Ohio State bourbon lottery. Yeah. Smells fishy to me, David. Well, if you look at how many, because there's no, the only barrier to enter this is you have to be a a resident of Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, And you have to have putting your driver's license number and your birth date and all that fun stuff. But there's no like pre, like you don't have to put a deposit or anything down. So for, they, they do every year for, they have two different ones. One is kind of the hodgepodge of everything like they had a bunch of stuff from like they had like rock hill they had some old uh old forester birthday bourbon they did that one in october and then they did the the big pappy one in november going in i think it was in december is when you could finish signing up but a hundred thousand people signed up for for the pappy and they had like i think 400 bottles of pappy total of all the vintages the the 10 the 12 the 15 uh i think 20, uh, 18 and 23 and then they had uh some buffalo trace antique like uh, aged bottles i think they had a 16 and 18 or something like that yeah it was van winkle and buffalo trace antique collection yeah 850 winners and like five of those were doubled people won both because you could enter both 
raffles. And I think like 98% of people entered both, but yeah. So, and then I, we, there was, there were some articles written on, I think it was the inquire or Columbus dispatch wrote, they actually contacted the, uh, the state and they said, Oh, everything's on the up and up. And then <laughs> of course, I mean, of course they're not going to say, Oh, you got us. Mm. Right. But this seems like the, the sounds like Democrats in the state house, the here. McDonald's, uh, there's no, there's zero Democrats in the Ohio state. We're like Alabama North. Well, Kentucky's, we have a yeah. democratic governor, but our, our, our house is all, yeah. our legislature all Republican. But yeah, the, it, it kind of reminds me of the McMillions, McDonald's. Did where, you watch that? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I read the original article that it was based on like a few years ago. It's so slick the way yeah. the dude did it though. Yeah. But it, maybe it's a similar thing. Either way, neither one of us won. You're not well. You're not an Ohio resident, but I didn't win. My wife didn't win. My dogs didn't win. Put well, their names in there. And you they win everything. License. I know that's how you know it's fishy. Did you get a Mega Millions ticket? We got to stop no. after this and get a Mega Millions ticket. All right, we'll stop on the way. Yeah, I got one in Kentucky, but I feel like if I'm I buy one in Ohio, I don't want to win it. Like not picking my own numbers. I feel like that would be. You're so stupid, man. <laughs> this. So yeah, the. The threads of Facebook people came out. I know, and they're like, "This is some bullshit." Well, and one of the person, one of the people was like, "Pam W has won like the last five times because I'm Pam W too, and it ain't me." Yeah, and I always look for Pam W, and it's it's not me. So, either way, yeah, I think something's going on. I think that the state, but if they if they float us, I mean, we might have to do some investigative journalism. But if they float us a couple bottles, mm-hmm. we might. We might be able to look the other way. That could they buy your vote with a bot? That's cliche. Fifteen and above, they could buy ten and twelve. I already got those. So. <laughs> That's the cliche vote buying scheme in Kentucky. A little pine, a little something here. Yeah. Get you warmed up. <laughs> we'll drive you to the polls. Make sure you pull the trigger for the right person. Yeah, pull the lever. So we have sitting in front of us bottles that I actually won that we're going to try today. We've had, I can't remember what we've tried that I, I won. We definitely had the Pappy, mm-hmm. which I, I didn't, I won the lot the Ohio bottle lottery last year, but I, I bought that bottle. All right. The 10 year. I think that the, what's the retail? What'd you pay for? I think it's 80 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Which is not bad. No. I mean, considering, but I think a lot of people say the 10 year is just okay. But it, I mean, for me, Better than most bourbons. I mean, I'm a I'm a fan of the weeded stuff um, when it comes to bourbon. But then I also like rye. I like rye whiskey, but not necessarily rye malt like rye malted bourbons. This is the crazy, which is weird. So you paid seventy bucks. I just typed in Old Rip Van Winkle ten year. First price nine ninety nine. Yeah. Second price nine ninety nine. Third price, $1,099. For the 10-year, which is crazy. For the 10-year. Yeah. And then Drizzly has it. We've talked about Drizzly, the yeah their delivery service. Discount. Bargain. seven ninety nine. <laughs> and that's only if they have it in the area because Drizzly works with like local liquor stores. $20 shipping. Yeah. Um, but the, the bottles that I have are two unique bottles. So I've, I've tried one of them. They're Correct. both New Riff. Single barrel selections, and they were done by um, two awesome uh, nonprofit organizations. One of them is Big Brothers Big Sisters, mm-hmm. uh, and the um, the Hatton Foundation, and then the other one is SAP, 
which was I won from uh, 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 Newberry Brothers mm-hmm. Coffee Bar, Coffee and Prohibition Bourbon Bar. <laughs> right. Get that right. So I've had the Big Brothers Big Sisters bottle, and these are actually two single barrel bottles, but they are were bottled a year apart. And then they were released a year, almost a year apart. So, which is kind right, of right. I'm looking at this one, uh, barreled one four of sixteen, bottled on three three of twenty. Yeah, and they're both super high AB, super high ABV compared to what we normally do. So, yeah. Which one do you want? Do you want to try the older one first, or you want to try the the younger one first? Uh, let's go with the younger one first. Right. While we do the shout out to Mike Tabor, okay. listen to our podcast every week. I think he just went to New Riff with the crew. They got on a barrel, but then he sends some pictures of uh, they went to a tasting, I yeah. guess. And I sent you the pictures. Every hyped bourbon. Yeah, every every hyped bourbon that you could get. You, that that tasting itself. Yeah. Probably out of our process. I'll let you pour your own since I don't know where your glass is, but uh, this has uh, the the bottles are really cool. I love New Riffs. Uh, I mean, New Riff has a like if you look at it like a more modern. Tight, you know, a lot of a lot of bourbon uh, distilleries kind of go off of there. Well, a lot of them is this and, embossed, yes, glass, but they don't have you know this yeah slick top on it. And these have um, actually embossed as well. Um, this one, Big Brothers Big Sisters, it's on the back. It's uh, the Hatton Foundation, which I know is a big supporter of uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters and this podcast. And it has <laughs> the the Big Brothers Big Sisters on the side. And then this one actually has on the front, like on the neck, yeah. sap, which is stray animal adoption they, program. But they do this a lot, right? Because I think, I want to say I saw that they did a barrel from Northern Kentucky Firefighters or something like that. Yeah, they do a lot of nonprofits, but then also you can just go and buy a barrel. Yeah. And you can, you know, either, I think you can buy ones that are ready to be bottled or you can do pick your own, pick let your it. own and let it sit for four years. I'm not that patient. Let this, yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I'll be alive in four years. So, so wait, which one did we do? So we, pour? we poured the the Big Brothers Big Sisters. This one is 113.4 proof. Um, this is, as we mentioned, a four year old bourbon, and I love that they have you know uh, distilled on one four sixteen, uh, barreled on three three. Yeah, i twenty. I like the documentation. Yeah, so already almost a year old. I mean, ten months at just in the bottle. <sighs> Listen, I can t- I smell the alcohol. <laughs> But for me, and this is the one that I've had, I think if I go into it knowing that it's going to be a higher alcohol content, it doesn't, for me, it's it's those ones that surprise it, you. The, the, so the higher ABV doesn't, I've learned, really doesn't influence the taste so much. Yeah, the burn. Yeah. You know, if done correct, like, especially the older ones, Dave's just going right in. Get the swish. What do you think? I get not a lot other than the alcohol. <laughs> His eyes are about to water. All right. And you're over here dropping stuff. I'm just dropping stuff. It's It's got, it. you know, I've often sit, talked about soft noses. Mm-hmm. This is not soft. Yeah, not soft at all. <laughs> you know, this, this hits you right. Not a lot of oak, but it's 40-year. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, this like it's got a good nose. All right, let's see what we got. A 
Boy, that finish holds on, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> Goes all the way down with you. Yeah. It, that finish, I can feel in my stomach. Yeah. That, uh, and this that's is... crazy. Well, this is actually the the, the heavier. The, now we're going, we can try the light one here in a, in a few minutes. But Hold on, let me fit. Did you finish yours? Yeah. So um, I don't get a lot. I get a lot of that spice. It does have a. It's not really sweet at all, which mm-hmm. leads me to believe it's more like a rye. It's probably oaky, mash, oaky, and a little smoky. Like yeah, that rhymes. I get that, but it, but it's like one that, that just it's just sitting there, like yeah. it's like it's still there. Yeah, I, mean, it's I had still, it two minutes ago. Yeah, like it's it's gonna linger. This is okay for our power drinkers out there. <laughs> this is a great one to start with. Yeah, like if you're gonna you're, get drunk, yeah. like or maybe this is a maybe it's not a great one to start with. This is a great one that to. Continue on the party with like get you a yeah. good bourbon. And I'm not saying this is a good bourbon. I'm saying, you know, if you want a softer bourbon or whatever, start with that. Loosen up them palates, get them a little nice and tingly, and then hit them with this. Just <laughs> well, fire. the so new riff itself is not like I think they're in kind of the the price price wise they're in more higher like on the higher tier of uh, oh, price. The back of my throat, bro. <laughs> and there, a lot of their a lot of their um, bottles. I see the single barrel more often than I see their traditional, like mixed barrel bourbon. Well, that's the thing. I think that catches people when they're out buying single barrel, single barrel, uh, small batch. Yeah, something like that. Well, and something I think, that yeah. stands out. And it, it does. This just means all that came from the same barrel. Right. You know. And I think the, there's just not going to be as much yeah. of that, you know, whatever it is. This, the selling point a lot with that is that, you know, the people that are doing this are smarter than I am and they're going to hopefully pick the best barrels as opposed to just mixing in, you know, good barrels, bad barrels, whatever. Um, but, I mean, who's to say that, you know, they're going to probably save the best barrels probably for themselves, right? You know, the, the, the cream of the crop. I don't know. Like, yeah, probably to give his gifts or, you know. The, or to the high, their high dollar yeah. people that are. Investors um, or supporters. Yeah. But so this is a. This uh, is, I want to say this. I did not have huge expectations for New Rift just because I'd heard how strong it was. Yeah. Like it's a little. Taste wise, like in your mouth, it's fine. It's that Kentucky hug. <laughs> it keeps going. That I feel like I could light a match and blow flames yeah. to this. So uh, funny story. I won this from Big Brothers Big Sisters and I won this i want a bottle of pappy i won a bunch of gift cards and i actually got a tax document in the mail the other day like i won the value of what i won was so much that i had to pay taxes i got a, like 1099 uh it was like 1700 dollars. oh my god the value of, of what i won so <laughs> you could write that off though because it, it was for charity yeah um, you can't write off the 1700 dollars all right no you i, I gotta off pay the taxes on that yeah did, did uh, i put it on this no i didn't put it on, i put it on this one <clears throat> yeah, so the and then yeah, because so I the, get emails from SAP all the time. Yeah, and they have now a a Pappy raffle that they have going on. I think it's a I forget what it was a ten year and a twelve year or something like that. Or no, a twelve year and then the rye thirteen year rye that they just released. I think this is the first year. Um, so look them up if you're interested in trying to to win some Pappy. It's cool. I think it's a twenty dollar donation, and they're limiting it to seven hundred fifty tickets. So. A better 
better chance to win that than most Pappy raffles. And you get two bottles if you win. You don't have to buy anything if you win. And it's supporting, but you will get a 1099 on that one, too. <laughs> and it's supporting a great cause. Uh, SAP is. We actually got one of our dogs from SAP. I think I've mentioned this multiple times. Willow. The evil one, yeah. Yeah. She's so, locked up. <laughs> she's I locked. come in to David's house. My nephew, Samson, just lovey, jumps on me. Yeah. And then I'm like, where's the evil one? <laughs> she's in. She's convicted of well, crime. We shot her in the neck with Thorazine. People come over. <laughs> so, uh, before... Uh, we we drink some beer. Why don't you tell people about who our sponsor is, and I'll pour us some of this second option for bourbon. And I apologize. Listen, I recorded an intro, and then I labeled it as intro. Ooh. So then, when I processed it as intro, it was just our old intro. Oh, you got to do new intro. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this week, Beard Octane. Also, we might have a new one. We haven't really fleshed that yeah. out yet, but we got. With, it's, if you guys want to email us offers, we'll pitch anything. Yeah. Not really. It's got to be something we like. So we got this offer out of the blue, and they called us influencers. Yeah. <laughs> They've obviously not listened to the podcast. <laughs> we influence people to drink. Yeah, but so they're like, hey, this isn't in our normal wheelhouse, but you know, we want to promote this on the side. Would you all be interested? So I replied, yeah, I'm always interested. <laughs> so look out for a little something new. Uh, but Beard Octane... Use co- promo code Beers and Beards ten save ten percent off. My beard. Can you tell my beard's getting a little longer? It's getting a little longer. It's getting a little grayer too. Yeah, starting to curl. Got, yeah. Uh, to get a, a so I was on Beard, beard Octane's website, right? And they had um, biotin and some some kind of like uh, their vitamins, but to help you grow your beard, I almost bought you some. I might need that. Yeah. Do you just rub it on your face? No, it's just like a pill. Oh, but yeah, just make it. My in your hair, your top head hair is super thick. Yeah, your beard not so much. It grows in like the the actual hairs when I because I I just shaved today, so you can't tell. But the actual hairs are thick. They're just not enough of them. Right, they're not populating the like, whole. I feel like I needed to like face. scuff up my face a little bit more. Like I have a baby face. Well, you are a baby compared yeah. to me. And this one is so now we are trying the sap. Which I won from, uh, uh, and I always forget their name because they have two names: Newberry Brothers Coffee and, and Prohibition. Prohibition Bourbon Bar. Um, I won. Uh, Ooh, this smells. This this smells hit you different. It smells way different. It's it, like a caramel. It's sweet. like two different. Yeah. I mean, the bottles look almost identical. Yeah. So I smelled this one. This one is a tiny bit lighter on. It, the yes, UV. it's it's and it's lighter on the. But you get like a, I get like caramel toffee and like a, um, that like this is for, for on the nose one of the strongest like most succinct noses that I've ever had. All right, close your eyes before you do this. Yeah, you've had moonshine before, right? Yes. Take it, put it to your nose. Tell me now that I've said that, can you smell like the starchy corn smell? A little bit. Yeah. that Like, I got that starchy corn, but it, like David said, it's soft. There's, I wouldn't say vanilla-ish. Not that it would ever smell or taste like vanilla. Don't let, don't let bourbon, <laughs> re- there's, you're never going to. Yeah. Be like, oh man, that was like a soft caramel chew. 
And this one was so this is bottled 624 of 19 and we are in 2021 so a year and a half this has been bottled and not opened and this is also a fresh bottle this and you just opened it today you just opened it today the other one had i'd opened it and tried some of it before mm-hmm. um i think i might have had it on one of the sh- one of our bourbon note shows um i don't keep track of what i drink on there because it's just random but uh, by the end the, you can't remember anyway yeah usually but this one is a fresh uh barrel a fresh bottle year and a half old bottle and it smells way different than than the first one, which is I'm kind of interested. Super interesting. This is the problem. All right, and this just is complete transparency. Now that I'm here, I'm at David's. We have an evening planned after this with our friends. Yeah, I just want to sit and drink bourbon. You got a pull out couch if you want to. Like I want Angie to come out here at eleven o'clock just to check <laughs> to see if we're alive. <laughs> we're just still we're just sitting here telling stories. <laughs> Yeah, you we know, could probably get to that point. So we need to do a show where a you, drunk and I, cast. you and I have a bottle. Oh, and we drink the whole bottle? Drink the whole, we podcast until the bottle. Like we, It'd we have to be it like this size. What's this size? That's a 375 milliliter, which we could definitely do something like that. We kind of, we did about half a bottle. Yeah. Um, But we it's got to be something like 80 proof. Yeah, that something that good. you can just talk and that's yeah. like that slow rise. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Um, so maybe and we will do that. In if the you're listening on the craft beer side, like if you're into David's superior knowledge on craft beer, <laughs> I the camaraderie with bourbon once it gets going, like yeah, it's gonna burn. It's whiskey, you know. It's gonna burn when you taste it, and you may be uncomfortable for a second, but you're gonna want to keep going. And like, I smell this. I'm like, oh, this is this smells better. Yeah, I, I mean, like watching your eyes when you drink. Bourbon. That one is so like, I feel like I'm I'm deep in thought All right, when I'm I drink a, it. I'm gonna drink you. I'm gonna, right, I'm gonna take your eyes. You. <laughs> no, I want you to talk about what you taste yeah. while I do this. So that one is definitely <laughs> sweet on this compared to the first one on the sweeter end. The Kentucky Hug still lasts a little while. Oh, yes, it does. Like, you feel that one going down. But that's got to be a. I would use that as a marketing ploy. Like, hey, you're going to know that you drank this bourbon. Yes. But this you're is, right. Er, that finish is good, though. Like, that that palate linger is so much. I mean, if you could say sweeter, softer, it's. Definitely than the first one. Yeah, more gentler. Yes. Gent. No. Well, and the, I mean. the ABV is pretty much the same. Uh, 113 versus yeah, uh, or 113 proof versus 111. Yeah. Um, 55.75% alcohol. But so interesting trying those side by side. The, and they're so different. That amazes me. Yeah, because I feel like, you know, the the first one we tried is, is strong. It lives up, like it lives up to every, all the word of mouth that I've heard of New Rift being just a strong bourbon. Yes. But not so much like the finish on the second one, yeah. But like, I don't know if you saw how I do it. Like, I just swish around in my mouth. Now. Yeah, I don't have any any taste buds left. <laughs> so, and if you can do that, like, if you're interested in just like finessing the bourbon to see if you can pick something out, I find what like you get those notes after it's gone. Yeah, like it that that link. On the first one, just fire was lingering. <laughs> I get the notes. Me personally, 
I like to add water. Just like not a yeah, ton I was of water, say, you didn't but bring the water. Yeah, and I I, I should have done that especially with the high Just ABV uh, just makes it with the Jim Beam black. <laughs> so I usually get like I can pick up because it 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 <laughs> it kind of mutes a lot of that alcohol burn if you add just a tiny like tiny bit of water like a, not even more than a couple drops but not not, not like not half a lot, and half no. like one part water, four parts bourbon. Now, you did a highball on bourbon notes. Yes, which was delicious. And you have a nice spherical ice cube. Yeah. You ever just pour it and let like the ice kind of melt on? Yeah, it? I do that all the time. Like that's the that's yeah. If that's what you're into, yeah. Uh, I feel like that's the way to go because it's gonna. I don't know that for me personally. Oh, it just popped. <laughs> I don't know if. Uh, if there's a big difference for me in cold bourbon and neat bourbon. No, it, and it, I think the cold bourbon is more if you want something that's not room temperature. Like a lot of people don't like they, they only drink cold drinks all day. So I think that that's the biggest thing with that. Some people say that the, the bourbon balls like aerates the bourbon a little bit and kind of opens up some of those flavors. I can see that. A little bit, but I like to. I I usually when I do that, I'll I'll pour it and then I'll let it sit for five minutes, um, with the with the ice, let it melt a little bit, and then you get so many the flavor profile for me just opens up so much with with a little bit of water. So, especially as hopefully in the next couple of months we'll be moving into the warm weather, and I'm I'm I was not as as it gets colder, I'm more into drinking bourbon than than beer. But I, I'm well, curious you mentioned as it gets on, on warmer. On the last podcast, that you liked uh, the toastier beers, which I don't understand. Which you you're gonna have one of those here here in a minute. So um, before we get into that, and we yeah. talked about this on Wednesday, but for those that don't tune in to the live show, I bought a Powerball ticket and I was all ready to pack up this operation and move it to Austin, Texas. You know, I was gonna. Sublease Joe Rogan studio. Yeah, we'll get the, the studio next to his. I hit the Powerball. You did just the Powerball. Oh. Doubled my money, four bucks. Okay, so I parlayed that into a Mega Millions ticket. Today. Okay. Did you pick your own numbers? No. Did you pick like fifty three? Uh, you got to pick Abby's birthday. Uh, no, I just let them pick it. I always hate when the people that like. And I talked about I used to work at a gas station, and and when the when the the lottery was super high, you get all the the noobs and the 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 casuals come in, and that was the worst thing. It's like they would want you to stand there on the machine and pick their numbers. Like, no, you got to fill out a ticket. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I guess you're not playing. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not standing here, you know, trying to rem- you remember your dog's birthday, and me put that <laughs> me put that number in. Uh, but I I didn't really want to win the Powerball. I yeah, really, want, win, I really yeah. wanted to win the Mega Millions because it's a little bit more. Yeah, it's like a billion dollars or something. Yeah, it's like nine hundred and nine hundred and eighty million or something. The Mega Millions I like because they will in so that they say uh, the projected jackpot for the next one, and if they sell more tickets, they'll be like, actually, this is it's more because we sold yeah. more tickets. And I don't know. I mean, I I was into that that world the lottery world like people come in you know the mega millions and the powerball people are are one thing 
you, when you get the people playing the pick threes and the pick fours, I feel like that's where you pick your numbers. Like, yeah. yeah, man, give me six, six, six for the. There was a in Ohio. I think it was like one, one, one came out or something like that recently, and they were like the state lottery actually lost money because so many people play that number. Really? Yeah. Like there's so there's certain numbers that so many people play. So like the when you play like a pick three, you can do straight. Like the number has to be in the exact same order, a box, like, and the number has to be, you can have those, whatever combination of the three numbers. If you have three of the same numbers, you don't have to play box, right? Because it's straight in box is the same number. Yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, that's how you game the system. And that has the same odds of coming out as any other number, right? Yeah. So you don't have to play box. What does Bill, that's a set amount every day, right? Like he's, yeah, there's a a jackpot. Yeah. If you win, if you win, uh, with like straight, you, um, it's like a certain amount. Like there's like a set prize for winning. Um, it's not like a jackpot. Yeah. I think if you win a pick three, the last I checked, it was like $43 or something. That's it. Yeah. No, it's more than that. And if you, the, the pick four is, is like in the thousands in the hundreds and thousands. So pre Kentucky lottery, I would get in the truck with my dad and we would drive, just across the river into Aberdeen, Ohio. Play the Ohio Lottery? And get Ohio Lottery. Wait, when was there not a lottery in in Kentucky? Late 80s, early 90s. I didn't know that. Yeah, and we would watch the stupid lottery show, like, from Ohio. Cash Explosion? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Like, so that, also, fun fact, another reason, just like, you know, packing on the the cause for going, we would come over and we would get Pepsi in a glass bottle. Yeah. They kind of phased out where we were at. But they, so a it. lot of people in now that, that that's the thing with like sports gambling. So people, and there's no sports gambling in Ohio or Kentucky, but in Indiana there is sports gambling and like just over the border in Lawrenceburg, they have sports, sports gambling. So someone that we know mm-hmm. goes like almost every weekend and does NFL betting. Yeah. Um, but that that's so interesting and like and I just saw where Barstool opened up a sports betting in Michigan now. Yeah, Michigan. They I think DraftKings is the one in Pennsylvania. So like all these like daily fantasy people are are and I think Virginia is now open for sports gambling. Surprising that like Ohio is going to be one like they're just now exploring sports gambling in 2021. But you all have medical marijuana here, right? Yes, like in like eight eight locations across the state. So there's eight dispensaries, right? So yeah. like if you go to the doctor, you got to drive to Columbus. Or so Cincinnati. actually I went to a brewery. I think I might've, might've mentioned this cause it was right after we started the podcast. It was a brewery East of Columbus in Lancaster called outer belt brewing, but they're in like a warehouse area and there's the dispensary is basically like a, like across, like not even a street, but across like the, just have like the green cross outside. Yeah. Something like that. So like, uh, Angie and I were like, what's, what's all these people like? I mean, we're in like a warehouse, like, like yeah, it wasn't like a storefront area. or anything. Like it's like a warehouse, uh, uh, park or whatever. And we're looking we're like, what are all these people lined up for? Cause we're at, we're at this brewery and I was like, oh, that's a medical marijuana. Uh, I guess dispensary is what they're called. But, um, speaking of having to go to other States and, and what the different laws and, and different States are. Did you see the the state of Kentucky, the brewers, 
Kentucky Brewer, Kentucky Brewers Guild or Kentucky yes. Guild uh, you're Brewers. Right. Yes. Uh, they are trying to pa- push for legislation to allow sales directly from breweries to bars and restaurants. So self-distribution. Yeah. And, and you guys have that here, right? Ohio has it. And Ohio allows up to a million barrels of self-distribution. Like, There's only five or six breweries in the whole country that do more than a million barrels of of distribution a year. Indiana, they allow 30,000 barrels. And um, Kentucky wants to be able to do 2,500 barrels of, of direct distribution. And the looking at this and it's like this is something that's so easy it's like a, it's a slam dunk win for politicians and for breweries and you see all these like small breweries especially now where people are not like tap rooms and breweries they breweries make their money small breweries make their money off their tap rooms that's not a thing right now right except for yeah. people like me that still go and like there's no like I look I go to breweries because you, you and I went to a wooden cask. We were the, we were, there was nobody within 30 feet of us. We had, plenty and this of was room. like smack dab in the middle. Yeah. It was July. Of the, of, yeah. Like yeah. COVID is, had really dug in. Yeah. And set in. And the, for me, those are the best places to go because a, the places are taking it seriously and B you're not packed in other than a few places that you go. You're not packed in tightly to in a brewery. Like you can usually go in social distance a lot of them have patios, whatever. You can go get your growler, crowler, whatever you want filled. Um, is there a difference between a growler and a crowler? Yeah, growler is a glass, like re- kind of reusable, uh, sixty-four ounce jug, so half gallon. Um, a crowler is a can- is an aluminum can that the breweries have that you can fill that they can fill up on site. So I'm, I have like six growlers, and I always forget them. But a crowler free refills. is, yeah. <laughs> Y'all have free refills, so <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, actually, I'm just gonna fill up this growler and then just sit there and drink it. I, I probably, I want to do that one time. But a, a crowler is like an aluminum can that they, uh, they, uh, I don't know what, what's the term for it. They seal it right there on on site after they fill it up, which is cool. Um. But yeah, so places like uh, a brewery in Richmond, Kentucky, that I want to that I want to check out. I've I've kind of been following Patrick them. Fannin. Yes, true story. I gave uh, Patrick Fannin tickets to a bluegrass brawl event. Oh, really? Yep. Good story. So he owes us then. He owes me. <laughs> Specific was it in Richmond? It was in Lexington. Okay, so they so he's the head brewer there now. Shout out to to Patrick. Um, I follow him on Twitter. He was a big good dude. Big uh, proponent when, uh, if you remember the Sawstone drama of 2020, mm-hmm. which... That's how I first saw it on yeah, Twitter. that was a fun story. But he is the head brewer now of Dreaming Creek Brewery in Richmond, and they just started canning for the first time. So they're a small brewery, and they want to be able to sell directly to, and not to go through a distributor and lose half, you know, when you make a certain amount on, on beer, say you make $10 a six-pack, half of that is immediately going to... Or, or half of it, or a quarter of it goes to your retailer, your end, end seller, right? quarter of that goes to your distributor. So you're making half of what you would normally make in terms of just the profit. So that's eating into your profit when it's a small brewer and they're like, hey, we want to be able to sell to like six places locally that might sell our beer, 
right? We're not a huge brewery that we're not trying to get into grocery stores and, and, you know, chain restaurants and stuff like that. We're trying to get into six or eight local places that, that might sell our beer, which we could take in the back of our, of our Subaru. We can take that beer and deliver it to them as opposed to having to send our beer to a distributor. And then that distributor has to sell it to that specific retailer. What is the reasoning? Like, why do you have to have that middleman? The biggest, it was all based on, you know, after prohibition and, you know, they wanted to separate the, the producers from, from the end retailers because there was a lot of, of corruption going on. That's not a, that's not a problem anymore. Right. I mean, that's, 1930s that's 90 years ago when when prohibition ended and it you know distributors definitely you know have a place i think but the th- they call it the three-tier system i think is is for for bigger breweries it makes sense but for the small guy that wants to be down the street that wants to be able to sell his beer you know to four or five places it, it really doesn't make sense so in ohio we have it and a million barrels. Yes. Who, a million. Uh, so off the top of your head, in Cincinnati. Who, None. Nobody's doing a million None. barrels. Even, so we have a... Is a million barrels even a microbrewery, or what What would you consider, if I'm producing a million, like that's a so, big operation. Uh, so a craft brewery or microbrewery, re, so regional brewery is above 15,000 barrels. So for example, the biggest... Craft brewer in the U.S. is uh, Yingling. Mm-hmm. Yingling, Sam Adams are like one and two. Sam Adams total beer, truly hard seltzer, twisted tea. Shout out to Twisted Tea. That's right. <laughs> they do about five and a half million for for and they're for nationwide. Yeah, for everything, multiple different kinds of like yes, yeah. not just beer. Not I mean, Rheingeist, which is our biggest local brewery here in Cincinnati, does a hundred and. 240,000 barrels a year. How many? 120,000, barrels. And they're the... They're huge. 25th biggest craft brewer in the U.S. We have a, a Miller... Who in Ohio? This is a corrupt fucking state. There's a reason there's a million, it's a million, a million barrels. Why? Because they, they just wanted to make it as... as. Why put a cap on it? Did they have to like well, put a number on it? I think they did. And, and the biggest thing I look at is beer is bipartisan. There's no Democrats drink yeah. beer, Republicans drink beer, even Libertarians. Well, Kelly Patrick is Libertarian. I think he drinks. He I don't probably know he drinks. drinks White Claw. Yeah, White Claws. We'll have to ask him next time yeah. we're on his show. Um, but everyone drinks beer. Everyone loves beer. Mm-hmm. Beer, I think, is is with the craft brewery revolution has become quintessentially American. Mm-hmm. Now that we have good beer and, and like. It's a creativity thing, right? So beer is is regulated a lot in other countries, like in Europe and places like that, where it's like you have to have Reinheitsgebot. You can only have, you know, water. It's it's similar to like bourbon. Right. right? It's gotta have these but that's a quality control issue for them, right? So it's not like shitty like I guess it could still taste shitty, but at yeah, least you can qu- make quality really sh- rise. It's, it's you can make really shitty beer with only (laughs) natural ingredients. I I've done exactly that. What here's what I don't understand, and I know you don't know, but why does Kentucky care? Who's making the money in Kentucky? These middlemen, the distributors, distributors, right? yeah, and they have a big, like they have a big, you know, union problem. Not even necessarily union, but they have a so that if you go back through like the history, like 
they so the two biggest but you know Anheuser Busch Miller Coors are the two big players. Most distributors carry one of those two. I don't think that any but any that I know of carry both of them. But in the eighties and nineties, they said, "Hey, this craft beer thing." And also imports, right? You've got imports from other countries are starting to also carry. You know, these people want these, so we're going to carry them. And Anheuser Busch and Miller said, "Well, you're not carrying our beer, and also carrying selling their beer. You got to have separate people doing that. So it'd be the same distributor, but you'd have two different salespeople for one person only sells Anheuser Busch. Next person sells. So who? How do they get their cut? Like, are they charging? Yeah, so Budweiser it, to. So, distribute so in the, selling it so, to the stores? For example, in the state of Ohio, the distributor purchases beer from the producer, which is the brewery. And then the the retailer so like, purchases like the it drug from dealer, yes, right? purchases it purchases it from the distributor. And it's all it all has to be cash. There's no credit. Like it's cash on delivery. So it's <laughs> you ain't yeah. you ain't got no tab right. with the big fellas. That's exactly right. There's no like, well, they give them like a. There's no credit. Like, there's no like, hey, we'll bill you. There's it's cash on delivery. Um, but yeah, enough about my diatribe of of no 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 no. Like this, of, I of, agree. Like, there's a big push, or there was a big push. I don't I don't know how the climate has changed now. Dude, they're not racing this week. <laughs> Seems like they're putting a kibosh on a lot of things. But for deregulation, like open that up, like why well, shouldn't they be able to do? There's, it? Why shouldn't so that? there's a there's a difference between regulating things that should be regulated and not regulate. Like there's no reason for and after prohibition, it made sense to regulate it, right? Because there so was a the lot government of, could get their money because there was a lot of corruption, right? Yeah, because the, so the government could get their money exactly. Yeah, the corruption a, came from the government. Yeah, there's a lot of money laundering going through beer. There's a lot of like. And and for me, that's why we open at, a liquor store. Yeah, we run numbers out the back, <laughs> women in the front. Yeah, liquor store like in most thing. states is is probably the the most regulated thing. And you look at like liquor stores in every state were considered essential because tax money, right? They're so regulated that they they're. God, it'd have been a great time for to start a liquor store. We just mm-hmm. had just had a beer cooler and like Jim Beam. <laughs> All right, let's drink vodka. Let's drink some beer. So, tell us about. We will be down to Richmond soon to drink some of Patrick Fannin's beer. I'm excited to try out Dreaming Creek Brewery. He's got a Kentucky Common. Remember, we had a Kentucky Common Mm -hmm. at Saltstone that was delicious. Uh, He's got a. I forget what the other beer is that he has uh, that that they deliver that they produce. And he at one time, I've not seen him in person, but he used to have a fantastic. Yes, he does have an awesome beard. So he he was like a fan of the brewery, and then was like, "Hey, I'll help you guys out." With stuff, and now he's head brewer. Like, hey, that's the that's, that's the American. Up. That's the right. <laughs> that's the American way. <laughs> All right, now you said, and I quote: "There's a fifty fifty chance you'll." And like then this. I I increased it. So oh so oh yeah right. So right. I'll talk about the beer, and then you can try it. So this beer, it took us thirty eight episodes to get to Sonder Brewing, which is one of my favorite breweries in in the state of Ohio, Mason Mason right up north of Cincinnati. They they they're like a they're like kind of like the two face of breweries right so they either release from batman yes from batman which shout out we're gonna do top villains i think our next live show but they either release traditional 
German style beers or crazy off the wall shit. And it's because they have two different brewers that are at opposite ends of the spectrum. You gotta have that though, right? Yeah. Like, and it's awesome. That's how we are. And they are doing so many like you're like, hey, they're doing this like crazy uh, they they have a, what's called frosted milkshake IPAs. It's IPA with lactose, right? Right. Crazy. Who I don't. I'm not a fan, but I've tried like four or five. I'm like, I can see how people would like. <laughs> I'm this. not a fan, but I've drank all of them. Yeah, uh, that's how I. That's how I do. That's how I roll. So, um, they so uh, Luke Shropshire is there. Their well, brewer that name. who have does you mentioned his name before probably, but he came from Streetside, and then uh, there. Uh, their other, but their other brewer came from New Glarus in Wisconsin. I forget their titles. Where but, you can only buy it in Wisconsin. Yes, but they do mostly traditional styles. So anyway, long story short, they are releasing this week Nocturnal, which is a dark lager, Schwartz beer. Wait, so this hasn't been released yet? No, it is released. So oh, they're, they just released this yeah, week. Yeah, releasing like, well, when this comes out, it'll be last week. But anyway, they've been doing a bunch of canning. And a lot more packaging. This beer is their Schwartz beer. So Schwartz beer is probably my favorite style of beer because people look at it and they're like, oh, that's going to be like a stout, right? But it's a lager. It is a German style beer that is like it's it's black. Mm -hmm. But it is. It smells like the um, Goose Island that we drank. It's roasty. It is. Roasty, toasty. Yes. You get like that bread, chocolate, even just smelling it. And this has been sitting out a little while. It's still a little, little cold and because and, it's not like, I mean, we're sitting in the elements pretty much. We're basically in like, you know, they make those. We're in David's she shed. Like those, yeah, she shed. But they make those like fishing holes, but it, they like build something around it. Like yeah. that's what we need to have in the middle of, of this room. That's basically what this room is. Right. Cheers. Cheers. So... Oh, that's good. That's like, I'm I'm curious what Gary gets from it. If you're looking for a flavor profile, should I look on that? <laughs> so it's definitely uh, I'll I'll give you a, fl- a flavor profile. Super malty. It, you get uh, that like bready character from the, from the malt. I don't get as much chocolate from it. It's it's warmed up a little bit maybe from where chocolate for real. Yeah, I ain't no fucking. I, I said I don't get a lot of the chocolate, but lagers, is there a coffee taste? Definitely some coffee in there. Yeah, um, but it's like it's that like roasty, like bitter. Yeah, bitter roast. Like that's what I love in coffee. So this is it's not like an IPA where you hit it and the, and the hops just breaks your fucking neck. You're no, like, God, not at all. Awful. There's none of that in this. That's what I. That's what I need. I need that. Yeah. Less. So drink lagers, mm-hmm. and then so. I am the poster boy for drinking lagers. Like, this is a body by lager right here. So, if you like Bud Light, which Gary does, he thinks it tastes good. Or he... he Out of the tap. He can choke it down. Uh, yeah, I can I can manage it. Start to drink some craft lagers. Beers that don't have yeah, the, corn and rice adjuncts in them. That are just... Traditional malts that are are really good, well brewed beers. That's where, like people, people that are. Would you drink this cold? Like, would you drink this super cold? Yeah, yeah. this is even a little too. Like, this needs to be 
straight out of the fr- like you need to drink this almost like fa- so lager is a so there's two main styles of beers lager and ale lager is ferments way colder than ale ale ferments like 65 to 75 degrees lager 45 to 55 degrees 55 degrees would be like warm for a lager there's no lingering finish to this like we'll, at all no yeah. there's like none of that every Every drink is a like a fresh drink, yes. right? Like every yeah, it's. I don't I don't know how to explain it. And I the the reason why I wanted to have this beer a because it's Sonder, they're making amazing beers. Um, every beer that I've had from them has been fantastic. They're a newer brewery within like the last couple years, uh, and they they just do everything really really well. And also, I, this style of beer is one of my favorite styles, and it's thank the Lord for Cincinnati breweries. They've been making so many of these recently. So Westside has a really good Schwartz beer. Brink has an amazing one, which we're gonna have some Brink beer on on the podcast pretty soon. They're coming out with cans in February, so uh, it, get get ready for my love fest on Brink. So. We talked about the can shortage. What's the, what's this renewal of canning f- for a select few of these? I mean, they've all probably got cans yeah. at some point, but like, I mean, so people are getting creative. People that already had cans that you know, hey, we thought we were going to make, you know, they might have been pre-printed cans. Hey, we thought we were going to make this beer. Whoops, we're actually going to shrink wrap it, shrink wrap it with something different. Some people are doing that. Some of it is they're going to other, you know. In the U.S., like I think it was Ball Corporation said, "Hey, ten billion cans or whatever it was, right?" So, yeah. but people are like, "Hey, we're looking at China, we're looking at India, we're looking at the country of Jordan." Apparently, is a really big uh, producer of aluminum and aluminum cans. So, I think people are just getting more creative, right? When you see a problem and you see demand, especially in something like as simple and and a something as plentiful as aluminum, like aluminum is not not something that is a a it's easily renewable it's like probably the most renewable that in glass aluminum and glass and the i think when i think there's a lot of people out there that are seeing problems and seeing an issue and people are getting really creative with it really quickly yeah and saying hey we got we'll get you know a billion from here billion from there and just hey everyone's got everyone's got a billion Right, and also these brewer- like craft breweries are not even a blip on the radar in terms of like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna you know do a couple hundred cases of of beer. Like how that's not how many cans in circulation right now. Just how many cans retail for sale are there of Mountain Dew cans? Like <clears throat> on the shelf today? Yeah, like if we if we wanted to buy every can of Mountain Dew in the United States, how many would you estimate? Half a billion. I was, I was going to say a hundred million, like on the shelf today, in production. You know the Mountain yeah. Dew factory is running twenty four seven. But the problem is, like cans is not the biggest. Like beer really can't go in plastic, for the most part. Right. They can say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna like and and working for for you know a CPG company, they say, "Hey, we'll just we'll just push plastic on everybody for the next." six months to a year that's one way that that the shortage can can 
Yeah, but I feel like help. with soda or you know, especially with that, they'll just say, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna." People buy the cubes and the six yeah. pa- or the twelve packs, and yeah, like they, I don't, yeah. I don't, <clears throat> I say that, and I've got six bottles. Okay. You know, I've got a bottle of Dot yeah. right here, but normally it's a bucket. I mean, and and you can look at like those big, really, really big brew, like even Bud Light, right? People can Budweiser. Budweiser can say, "Hey, we're gonna slightly shift," and say, "You know, we're gonna shift X percentage of our of our uh, you know we're 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 gonna shift this percentage of our business to bottles, mm-hmm. and we're gonna really push bottles and and really de-emphasize cans for the next year, and they'll be fine, right? And that also frees up, hey, yeah, that's a, of those billion that how market many, yeah. share of cans because this wasn't something that was like a surprise or shock to anybody it, it was definitely they could see it like coming down the line because people are not buying people people say like hey you know people aren't buying you know beer and, and bars but also people aren't going to mcdonald's and getting their fountain drinks right the free refills of which is is that's you know, the perk right that's what's that's why you'll get a Big Mac, right? So you can get three... Three Cokes. Three Cokes <laughs> of that sweet, sweet, sugary drink. Yes. Speaking of sweet, sweet, sugary drink, uh, this it's actually not sugary at all, but this is a... No. I finished my beer before yeah, David did. Fantastic beer. I was talking too much. So you got me talking. Um, anyway, Sonder, shout out to them. They, we stole from... They have a podcast themselves, brewery with a podcast, called Sonder Stories. Where You've they, mentioned that before, yeah. Yeah, they have a, a podcast playlist, right? So we stole that idea. We stole the idea of a podcast from them. And we're going to steal this beer. And we're Because I this see beer. the beer equipment right here. Yeah, so... You know what's missing out here, David? What's that? Kegerator. Well, it's coming soon. I, you say you're shopping for one. Thanks, How dude. many models of Kegerator There's are not there? a lot of models. There's a... The, the one that I wanted... And Uncle Joey's coming in with a... Fat fourteen hundred. I know the one that I wanted, and I was like, "It's a per. It's like the perfect price, perfect model. It would fit where I wanted, where I want it to fit. They don't make anymore, and I haven't found a, a replacement for it. There's not one on Amazon. No, like it's the same, similar one, but it's twice the price. What's so, a kegerator go for? A good one. A good one is a thousand. For like, yeah. So I want at least two taps. So the only thing I remember from a keg, I remember Heineken used to have like you could buy a kegerator. Yeah, kegerator. So the one I want is basically a mini fridge with tubes to make it a a tap. Yeah. Like a, a tap at your house because I want. Then what do you put in it? A keg? A keg, yeah. So you do, you homebrew your own beer, right? You see I got my equipment over there. We could also do green beans in that. Yeah, I could do green beans. <laughs> or uh, the one is actually a, a turkey turkey fryer. <laughs> yeah. Um, Angie would not approve. Yeah. So, or tofu turkey fryer. Yeah. Sorry. For, I hit her with that. They were watching <laughs> gotta be all, drive-ins and dines. They were cooking turkey. I was like, how do you feel about that, Angie? Got to be all-inclusive. Um, but yeah, so people actually, when I brew outside, I use a turkey fryer. Like you see the, the turkey fryer there with the turkey fryer. Um, but they... Uh, I don't even know where I was going. But, yeah, so you, you... You want some more bourbon? Brew your beer, brew your beer, and then put it in a keg, and then force carbonate it, as opposed to bottle See that? Now it. you're Bill, not a science guy, and I, I don't know. know. So, your 
kegerator, which is probably about the size of that mini fridge right there. That maybe a little bit bigger than that, but it fits a. Yeah, you need a bigger mini fridge. Fits like a a. Um, That's a mini mini. Yeah, fits like a five gallon, uh, keg. I want one that has two, and then they have like the taps on top of it. You got the hoses and stuff in there. Can you and make then, your own special paddles? Yeah. So or would you do that? that? His yeah. and hers. Yeah, his and hers. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I feel like Angie's will be a That's coming beer. soon. We're gonna. I'm going to probably brew the Beers and Beards beer. Hey, again. as soon as I hit this Mega Millions, like you, get, you pick yeah. out whatever kegerator you I want. Know. It's going to be in the studio. I, I honestly just need to I just need to have it show up to the house. And Angie will be like, well, what's that? Don't worry about it. It's, it's going know. in the shed. Sponsor. It's going in the she shed. If anybody wants to sponsor a kegerator. Yeah. So I honestly have been shopping. It's one of those things where I just, I know the one I want. I just need to pull the trigger. So, you're not nearly as impulsive as I am. I'm very impulsive. I'm going to look at it for you. Like, are not impulsive. You make educated decisions. Probably that's true. You probably I, made it. You probably looked at the weather forecast before you put that shirt on. Yeah, I'm I roll too, up here in shorts. I'm probably too educated. That's a problem with with me. <laughs> yeah, you you like to research and compare and shop. Yeah. Not me. All right, let's talk about our playlist. Mm-hmm. That we have, and I'm going to finish drinking my beer. So you've got your your song picked I up. I did. And Abby, my gorgeous, beautiful wife, who let me come up here today, has the kids. Uh, she is a huge fan of Run the Jewels. I think she's a huge Killer Mike fan. Which is, yeah, a rapper and then a guy that does like... He's a rapper. Yeah. They're both rappers. I forget his name. I know they played at... Bunbury in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. where they were supposed to. Um, but they re- they released a new album. That's it's been a couple months ago. But my favorite track off of it, and it's actually a remix, is "The Ground Below" featuring Royal Blood. Which I love Royal Blood. I've the band. never heard of Royal Blood. It's they were kind of semi semi discovered by Dave Grohl from the Foo Fighters. It is a uh, guitar and drums, or bass. That, that, now yeah. that I, knowing the song, that yeah. makes sense. So um, I saw them live. They did they play the song? They're very no. They, this was like five or six years ago when they were first coming out, and people. So I saw them at at Bunbury. Actually, funny that that it's a know, horrible name. Yeah, it's a music festival. They came on and played, and this at the same time, Walk the Moon. Which is from? They're from Cincinnati. They had the number one song in the country at the time. What song? Was Shut that? up and dance. Which that might be my song. You never know. But everyone, like people, That's not your song. I just people, looked. mass in mass, left the stage that Royal Blood was about to play on and went to go see Walk the Moon. So I'm like right in front to see them, and it like hurt my ears about how 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 loud they were. So you so, might like this song. Did you listen to it? I have not listened to it, so I, w- I will um, listen to it. Um, give me a second. <laughs> now, so, yeah. Our playlist might be going on Apple, mu- Apple Music. Mm-mm. Well, no, this, this is separate. Of, I, oh, okay. I was going to tell you this. So our playlist might be going on Apple, thanks to one of our fans, Joe Saunders, also my brother-in-law. We can put it on both? Or we're just going to yeah. take it off Spotify? No, we're going to put it on both. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna listen to that one. I'm gonna put that on a playlist that so I can listen to it later. There you I go. listen to that all the time. Mine is an Ohio 
special Ohio native John Legend. He's a legend in Ohio. Is this the second John Legend song you've put on here? I don't. I hope not because I think so. Oh, uh, well, if it is, either way. Uh, John Legend has a new album out called Bigger Love, and the song that I like from it is called Wild, which is featuring Gary Clark Jr. No relation to Gary. Yeah, Thomas no Jr. relation. <laughs> they do have similar names, but. Anyway, that's that song is on the playlist. Uh, Run the Jewels featuring Rub Blood, The Ground Below is also on the playlist. Mm-hmm. We will have another playlist next playlist edition next week. I'm like backed up on songs that I want to add. I hate also that. our playlist is it's already like four hours, three long. hours and ten minutes yeah. long. So there you go. Too much national barks on here. There's only, I think, one song. <laughs> don't let Adam hear, hear you I, say that. I don't know. I, just, I feel like those guys would be fun to joke around with. They will be. We need. We need to do another episode with them. And they can just they can set up in the corner. Yeah, we'll, play. We'll clear like out our... the turkey baster. <laughs> so we talked about. Well, we haven't mentioned this. Yeah, we're still we're still in some works to to bring a podcast party. Yes, but to a town near you. I've wanted to do. Like I have land where I could do. We have a, a live basketball show. court, dog. <laughs> we put thirty-two chairs out there. I know, but that would be like I think you could fit fifty people out there social distance with a band in the corner. Yeah, probably. And that would be odd. Like I think we piss off all my neighbors. Just have them play national bars. Dude, this Confederate my, flag, dudes. My neighbors on that. this side actually are part of a band, so I'm like, that's the opening act right there. Mm, yes, I mean, I hear them play all the time. I think I know all their songs. Are they originals or are they just covers? They play originals. But yeah, so we, we've got them. National Barks has some some connections. We can have like an acoustic guy open up first first act. We could do some karaoke to start. We do it off. karaoke, yeah. Let's see if we have any new reviews before we Oh, I just turned the podcast on. We're gonna our next podcast is actually gonna be us. Singing, listening to our own podcast, yeah, and thinking about like what we say. We do have a new review. A great show to learn more about craft beer and bourbon. I love learning more about the Cincinnati beer scene. Sign Mike Dewine, <laughs> Mrs. McKinney. So that's either Angie, your mom, or somebody that knows that joke. Yes. Wait, to be honest, it's not your mom. Yeah, probably not my mom. She didn't appreciate that <laughs> joke, I don't think. It might be Juan. Maybe. Juanita Valley. Let's go see Juan. That's what we're getting ready to go do. So, guys, if you've not, drop a review on iTunes. We're available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Because of you, we get some crazy opportunities to get together and do this. We're going to go throw axes. We'll, maybe we'll put some pictures up on our Instagram. While we're One of there. us is going to end up with an axe in the forehead. <laughs> um, <laughs> stay tuned to our social medias. Mostly yes. Facebook because we're, we're going to do a bourbon notes early. I'm out of town at the end of next week. So I feel like we're going to turn around and record another podcast. We should just record two. I should have come up early. We just put two yeah. in the can. But we'd have been <laughs> yeah. so drunk. Let's do back to back. Um so, yeah, thanks, everybody, for checking it out. If you made it this far, we love you. 
Until next week. Oh, don't forget, visit MMAMcKinney.com. See everything that we've sampled. We'll have two new bourbons and a beer for this week. Yes. And David writes stuff about brew, and he's there's some other pot brewery adventure podcast or brewery. Yeah, that new brewery, one came out today. Brewery buttholes and boogaloo's. I don't know. <laughs> Check it out. I've got some MMA content coming up next week. We're gonna maybe talk a little bit about MMA. I got, well, I'm doing commentary. You're gonna be out of town, and we'll uh, recap Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. Exactly. So there you have it. Till next week. See you.